when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. Oh, struggler's blues. The Golf Insiders, we're back taking you down the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Will Perry. Who was the winner of the U.S. Open, ladies? Brittany Lang, right? We're getting everything all tongue-twisted up today. Usually we're on the same page. It was a long night. We're trying to... We yeah, sorry, we were talking a little bit about the election in between, so yes, and, not uh, to get everyone else all riled up. We're hoping we're just providing a little comedy for <laughs> those of you who may be, uh, you know, having to have started some adult beverages with your breakfast this morning <laughs> over what's happened. But uh, we won't go there right now. All right, we'll take no more time. We're going to go. Brittany Lang confirmed. Straight to a guy who we know would get this right off the top of his head, no matter how many Coronas he had down in Mexico. Jeff Babineau from Golf Week on the line. Hello. Hello, Holly G and Will. Hello, hello, hello. hello. Um, Big, big win. Rod Pampling. Where in the heck did he come from? Well, gee, we'll remember him in Orlando. Last time he won was in 2006 at Bay Hill. That's, That's right. That's a lot of golf. That's a lot of golf under the bridge. And uh, it just shows you, you know, at 47, he'd, he'd struggled. He'd gone back to the web.com finals the last two years to try and get back out on the big tour. And uh, you never know when it's going to happen, right? And it, and it happened for him. Big win. How, how, you know, again, we talk about it week after week, you know, what it takes, even for the, you know, guys out there that, you know, the, even the Jason days, right? That they say anytime you can put yourself in position on Sunday, you know, you, you feel very lucky. But, uh, you know, a guy like Rod having to go through this and even um, Lucas Glover, you know, a U.S. Open champion who, you know, has had to retool his game, kind of fell, you know, off the map for five years, had terrible putting woes, and now um, he's had a couple of great tournaments. And... Your very own Keegan Bradley from uh, good <laughs> old New own. England played very yeah. well. And look at those three. I mean, you know, you got he's a major champion. And yeah. then right in the uh, final uh, holes, you had Jeff Ogilvie making a run. Yeah, that was huge. He, he hadn't been there in a while. You, you had four guys there in the hunt that have had big-time putting woes, you know. Lucas Glover struggled with a putter. Pampling had a tough time. You know, he was a long putter guy. Uh, Keegan Bradley has struggled making that adjustment to the non-anchored stroke. So uh, it's good that these guys are finding it. You know, uh, Keegan Bradley and Lucas Glover had two top tens apiece all of last year. That's a long year, and they already have two to come out this fall. So that's just a good way to get some momentum. And, you know, it's a good chance in this fall series to build a little something for when uh, 2017 rolls around. That's something that we were talking about a couple weeks ago, you know, about that whole aspect of there not really being an offseason. This is really a time to kind of gear up. Graham McDowell mentioned that. I think it probably came a little bit from his um, pre-round press conference, um, you know, heading into this week in, in Mexico. You know, he he was a guy who who's mentioned that same thing too. I mean, what are, what are some of the players talking about this week heading into the OHL Classic? 
Well, I mean, it's just such a good opportunity. If you win this early, like Rod Pampling winning last week, he's basically, you know, usually you win on tour, you get a two-year exemption. But if you win this early, it's basically a three-year exemption. Uh, He didn't have a very good category to play out of. But now he's in a winner's category, so he gets all this year. And then he'll get the next two seasons with his win. And that takes him up to his 50th birthday in September of 19, and he's ready for the Champions Tour. So if you can win this time of year, you almost get a three-year exemption for, you know, a week before that it was a 26-year-old Cody Gribble in his eighth start on tour. He won. Now he can free will it for three years and not worry about, you know, just out there making cuts, trying to keep a card. So it's winning is huge. I mean, it gets you into the bigger events and moves you up that world ranking list. And it's just, it's hard to do, but when you do it, there's some great perks. Speaking about some of the prospect on tour, what what are your thoughts on kind of the new era that's ahead with uh, with the new commissioner uh, on tour there? Yeah, I'm excited. I, I've known Jay Monahan for quite some time. I mean, I used to go up uh, the early days of the Deutsche Bank Championship, and you know, Mark Steinberg, Tiger's agent, handpicked Jay uh, to run that run that event, and he created it from scratch and did a really nice job. Uh, and, and he's uh, He's well-respected. He's done all kinds of jobs at the PGA Tour. Uh, he's even been a player agent to Brad Faxon. So, you know, he's got a great background. I think he can see things through a lot of different angles. I think the Tour has a lot of momentum. I mean, certainly there are challenges, but the Tour has an awful lot of momentum, and his main job is just to keep that going. Yeah, it really is remarkable when you look at Tim Fincham's 22 years after taking over from Dean Beeman, of course, you know, very popular commission who – uh, helped grow the the tour in the Arnold Palmer days. Um, Twenty two point two billion dollars to charity. A hundred and ten events on three tours when he started. A hundred and forty now on six different tours. They raised thirty two million a year back in nineteen ninety four. Hundred and sixty million uh, last year. So really, uh, just phenomenal what he's done. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he he timed it pretty nicely. I mean, he. He started in 94, and in 96, that kid named Tiger Woods came along, and, you know, purses spiked, and, you know, now they're playing for just the PGA Tour this year. will play for, like, $339 million. So they're carving up a nice pie out there. And, and uh, you know, it, it, he's done things smartly. It's, it's always evolving. You know, you're evolving into new times with, you know, live streaming and people wanting to watch golf on mobile devices and all, this, all these things. So, you know, you got to sort through a lot of things. you got to sort through – what you're going to do as a global tour, you know, three tournaments in Asia next fall for the PGA Tour. So, you know, there's a lot to kind of handle and get your arms around. But, uh, but like I say, mostly it's good stories and good growth and, and lots of momentum, and it's a good time to be playing the PGA Tour. And now he says he wants to, you know, spend a little time working on his game. He's a pretty good yeah. player. What, about a seven handicap? Uh, yeah, he probably was lower than that at one time. He's a pretty good player, and uh, he plays up at Pablo Creek up there in Ponte Vedra. And, I don't think he was in any great rush. You know, you're making five-plus million dollars a year as commissioner. I don't know that he was in any great rush to grab the door, but in fairness, he wanted the guy behind him, which, you know, Jay Monahan's 46, to have a run like he had. So, you know, you give Jay Monahan 20 years in the job, he's going to be 66 and and maybe helping to find his successor. So, uh, you know, Finch, he's almost 70 and it's time, and and I hope he gets to enjoy it. And uh, he, he practices golf a lot, but, says he doesn't play that much, so now he can kind of flip those two. So I mentioned Keegan. 
Bradley having a good tournament. Of course, we expected great things from Keegan after he won the PGA Championship. You've known him. You've watched him play. Uh, you know, what do you think it's been that's kept Keegan from, you know, racking up a few more big tournaments and majors? Well, I think the putting has held him back, you know, the putting. And, and it's just, it's all confidence out there, you know. It's it's so you're, you're heading one way or the other, you know. You're, you're barely standing still. It's You're going one way or the other. And I remember last year at Valspar, he was the first-round leader. And uh, he sounded so good and things. You know, he played well, played on a – scored well on a tough golf course. And he ended up missing a cut the next day. And it just the highs and lows out there when you're just trying to get something going – can be really tough. And then, you know, there's always the pressure of playing as a major winner. I mean, you get that next to your name and you're introduced as a U.S. Open champion or a PGA champion, and it kind of adds a little pressure and you want to stay at this higher level. And it's tough to do because, I mean, you're getting pushed from all angles. I mean, look at these young kids that are trying to pop in there uh, who are playing so well. So it just it becomes a tough there and you kind of ride highs and lows of, of confidence. And, and right now he has some confidence going and, that's a really good thing. We're talking to Jeff Babineau from Golf Week and GolfWeek.com. Speaking of young players, we got to see a little bit of Aaron Wise, uh, yeah. you know, playing well, the NCAA individual champion from uh, Oregon, 20 years old. You know, it's, it's incredible how these kids come out here and they're just ready to win. Yeah, you know, John Rahm, who tied for 10th here a year ago, I think he turns 22 tomorrow. And, Yikes! Uh, <laughs> he has nine pro starts. He's averaging $132,000 a start. So he's making a little more than the college grad I have living under my roof. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, it's time to become a caddy. Uh, I, I, last week I read that nice little bonus that Rory's caddy got from uh, the FedEx Cup. You know, that that got a little bit his, – his win there got a little bit uh, lost in, the, of course, you know, the passing of Arnold Palmer and then moving right into the Ryder Cup. But uh, – his his caddy is a pretty happy camper. Yeah, I mean Billy Horschel did that with his caddy, which is really cool. He gave him a million dollars out of his ten million bonus, and uh, yeah, there are some cool caddy stories. I mean Cody Gribble had a college teammate from Texas on his bag when he won in Jackson, and uh, some a lot of these guys were good players. Uh, this kid still wants to play, Bobby Hudson. You know he's young and wants to play, but boy, you look at what you make one week caddying out there, and that's a that's a lot of mini tour money. Uh, so guys like Damon Green and Paul Tesori and guys who have, you know, Paul Jordan have played the tour, they're finding it's a nice living out there carrying a bag and, and uh, working with players that are playing for 6 and $7 million every week. Ryan Moore had another good tournament, um, finished, uh, you know, he, he got hot a little bit late, but uh, had a beautiful eagle on 16 as in the closing holes on Sunday. And, of course, you know, we watched him finish up that uh, amazing playoff at Eastlake and then get himself into the Ryder Cup. You, you have big, uh, you think big things are going to come for Ryan this year? I, I do. I mean, I think maybe he's going to, he's kind of done what he's done in relative obscurity, you know, and, and that's fine with him. He's a bit of a, a kind of a loner and just gets out there and gets his job done. He's a nice guy, but it's not, you know, he gets his stuff done and heads home. And uh, he kind of pretty much had put the Ryder Cup out of the picture you know, it was one more team that he was barely going to miss, and he has that one magical Sunday at Eastlake, plays his way on the team, and then just to experience what he did at, uh, at the Ryder Cup, I think something like that can elevate a guy to a whole different level. So uh, he's got a lot of game. I mean, he dominated the amateur circuit like no one since Tiger when he won everything in '04, and 
he's got a lot of game in there. And I just think, you know, he just needs that little extra confidence to, to stay and compete against the top guys week in, week out, and maybe contend at a major or two. And I, I kind of look forward to him kind of reaching that next level. So who are you keeping your eye on this week uh, down in Mexico, Jeff? Well, I like John Rahm, actually, this week. I think he's, he's a good guy to keep an eye on. And, and Keegan, you know, for uh, his struggles, he's a top-10 guy there a year ago. So uh, he probably likes that golf course a lot, too. So uh, we'll see if he can keep it rolling. And I guess my third guy I'd give you would be Chris Kirk. He's another guy that's kind of, you know, he's been there in the big events, and he, now he's uh, starting to find it a little bit more. And his form looks pretty good. All right. You just did a Holly G pick. <laughs> you had two and, two, two and three in your back pocket. I like that. Right. It betters right. your chances you of picking out. one. All right. All right, hey, Babs. pick them in a sleeve, right? That's right. Exactly. That's my philosophy. Jeff Babineau, check him out and all the great writers at Golf Week Magazine and GolfWeek.com. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. We'll be right back. 